Welcome to Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness, but mostly just wallow in mediocrity, with your hosts, Mike Porkville and Craig Cerventi. And we're live. Hello. Hello. It's Christmas. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Through the magic of the internet, Through it will be Christmas Through. when you listen to this. Potentially. Well, we're doing a Christmas movie. We are. So it feels like Christmas. Oh, before we say anything else about this movie, let us give thanks to the greatest of all Christmas movies. Die Hard. Thank you. Thank you, Die, oh, Hard. Die Hard. Thank you, John McTiernan. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, pre-crazy thank you. Bruce Willis. Thank you, Bruce Willis. Yeah, thank you. Our um, father, who art in heaven. heaven. Hallowed be thy name. John McClane. Yeah, name. thy breath come. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Janeiro, uh, deliver thee from evil. Ah, bad. So, um, so yes. yes. Okay. Now that that's out of the way, we can talk about uh, our movie Die Hard for tonight, which is Love Actually. Oh, man, I watched Die Hard too. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I was really getting into it. Okay, so we, we're doing no, Love Actually. We're doing, we're doing Love Actually. We're doing Love Actually. Um, so big yeah polarizing Mm. polarizing they're basically the same they're about terrorists (laughs) taking over airports actually I've got a whole new I've got a whole new take on this Die Hard 2 is Love Actually it's in an airport let's 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 leave that to to Twitter to uh, (laughs) you heard it here first weigh in on weigh in on that Um, yeah Love Actually um, 2003 um God, it feels so much longer than that. It's probably an indication of how old I am. But yeah. Fav- favorite movie of of uh, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, very popular with a certain subset of society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a big hit. Huge hit. Very, um, very big hit. Also, um, widely hated. Widely, I widely hated. Think it's fair to say. I think. Well. I think a, a good half of the population is subjected to this film every year as the other half indulges in it will gleefully. <laughs> I'm not going to try and draw any lines here, but I love it or hate it kind of film. Now, um, this is, it's going to be a bit weird because normally we would kind of, we'd, you'd kind of pick apart the acts and the script and this is because it's an ensemble film. Um, it's uh, pretty hard. It doesn't have, it doesn't have that, that th- three act. There's a, there's the, there's the, the semblance of a three-act yeah, structure there's, and, there's, and tone yeah, and all, rises all, and falls in the same way. If, if you haven't seen it, spoilers, but um, for everyone who has seen it, there's, um, and, and I'm sure you can follow along at home, um, there's effectively, you counted up to eight subplots? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's lots, depending on, depending on what you count as a subplot and what you count as a glorified running gag. Right, so I would say that there are, there's the, uh, the Alan... Rickman um, office um, and uh, Emma Thompson plot. Yep. There's the um, Andrew Lincoln and Kira Knightley plot. Yep. There is the um, Colin Firth and I forget her name Aurelia yep. plot. And those would be my prime plots. So those would be the core plots. Uh, Liam Neeson. That's a that's a core plot. Oh yeah, I guess it's a core plot. I think that's more of a plot that's than your, the than the four. than the Andrew Lincoln Kira Knightley plot. And I think Hugh Hugh Grant Hugh Grant's Prime Minister. That's oh a, yeah, that's, that's a core a plot. plot. Yeah, so I, I just try to choose to ignore Hugh Grant. So there's I can. so there's five there, um, and then you've also got so you've got a few running kind of 
running themes as well. Um, Colin, um, who got, goes um, to Bill, America. You got Bill Nye. Bill Nye, Bill Nye is, a, is a singer, and he's he's a he's, he's a washed out rock he's star. He's a washed up rock star, um, and he's trying to get a Christmas hit to number one. Martin who F- I would say is one of my favorite parts of the film. Oh, like he's, for sure. He's I am I am subjected to this film annually, sometimes twice annually. Um, my wife is a big big fan of this yeah. film. Just um, perform on performance alone. Yeah, um, he Bill he. Nye, he could be reading the phone book. Yeah, I'd, I'd struggle not to watch a film and not enjoy it that has Bill Nye in it. Yeah. With the exception, um, possibly, of the second Pirates film. You can barely see him anyway under all that CG. Um, uh, so, yeah, so there's, there's Bill Nye, who's the singer, so that's six. There's Martin Freeman, who is a uh, pornography standard. No, no, this is the point of the debate. Is he in porn, or is he just the body double for... Because that's, if that's a porn film... That's the most expensive-looking porn film ever. <laughs> Normally, that that shit's filmed with two people in a boom mic. And okay. um, Wait, so yeah. so you're saying that he's not specifically a porn standard. He's just a standard. I think he's a body double. I think he's a, a he's a, a bo- their body doubles or their or their stand-ins for for a much bigger production film. Would a body double be in shape? He's in some kind of shape. Round as a shape. <laughs> <laughs> She's in shape. She's in shape. Yeah, but he he's not. But yeah, but you know, he's Martin Freeman. I guess he doesn't need to be in shape. Okay. It's in his contract. I, I, I get I, to eat pies. Yeah, I guess standard. I, I thought if he was if, if if that body is actually going in the film. Mm. No, he's not. No, I I think you're right. I think he's a stand-in, but I don't think is it porn though? Are they shooting porn? I don't think so. That's that's some really high class porn. That's like some yeah. really, really expensive porn. Okay, so at any rate, it's 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 a running it's a running gag where it's him and the him and the bird, and they're in these uncomfortable kind of. Well, they're having very like mundane naked. conversations yeah. while they while, are very while naked, and she's and feign, he's, while feigning intercourse, while feigning sex, um, yeah, of some description. Um, so that's seven, and then you've got um, Colin, um, who is going to America to get laid. Yeah, because English women are too fancy. And English women are too stuck up. So, that's, so there's your eight. Those are the eight that I counted. Right. At least three of those are just running gags. Certainly. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and then you've got um, a last, a late minute entry from Rowan, oh. Rowan Atkinson. And... Oh, no, no. The one we haven't mentioned is Laura Linney. Oh, yeah. But she kind of ties into the, um, she kind of directly ties into the Alan Rickman plot, doesn't she? She's got a, a bit of a subplot. Not really, they're all inter. They all know so each other. Nine. They're all interconnected, but like, she's got her own plot in that she has a mentally disabled brother that she looks after and that prevents that her calls from her find, all the that time. Prevents her from finding love because she's always she's uh, always um, at his beck and call, literally. Yeah, um, and always on her on her phone because and sacrifices calls her, calls her every hour of the day. Sacrifices the the the. The apple of her desire to to go and be with him instead. Yeah, the, instead. the, the very cut uh, oh, graphic, graphic the, designer. Very Carl. very attractive Dude, Carl. That man. That uh, man I think man. I've looked him up previously, um, but he is <laughs> Whoa, just to, just to know. Information. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I am straight enough to know uh, to not be threatened by expressing how attractive another man is, and that guy yeah. is gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm very straight, but wow. <laughs> if no. he was hitting on me in a bar, I would definitely be flattered. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've, you've, you've touched, on, touched on one interesting thing here that I... It's, it's, I don't know how noticeable this was in 2003, but it's really noticeable right now that all of these people are 
all of the romance in this film is straight. Straight. Yeah. Yeah. It is hetero, it's very straight. Heterosexual. I think I think the hip kids today would say it was heteronormative. Heter- yeah. Um, and once you, re- what, I mean, we're not. I don't think either of us would be described as social justice warriors, but um, I think we're both very. Oh, I certainly am very attuned to these things and how they look, how they play today. And mm. yeah, it's it's very white, and it's very straight. Um, yes, also, also very white. There, yeah. There's there's some some degree of um, uh, ethnic variation in the um, the supporting roles, but no one, no one, not none of the main none of the main romantic main romantic leads are leads. anything but Anglo white. Yeah, yeah. The Which, exception of yeah, Aurelia is Portuguese, but that's white. And I mean, that's so that's a I don't know. Do you? Do you mark down for that in two thousand three? It's not. Not maybe not in two thousand and three. I think I think there are people. It's certainly not a mainstream topic in two thousand and three. I don't think. I certainly don't remember no. in two thousand and three people going. Wow, there are a lot of straight white people in this film. Um, no, certainly not in the circles I ran in. But that's a very limited pool of people. Um, yeah, certainly today you look at it and it, it's think, quite jarring. Yeah, it's just just the volume of it because it's because it's an ensemble cast. There's so many people in it, and, mm. and, and there is a so there is an interracial marriage. Yep, but, yep. Which would have which was right, I remember being um, almost controversial at the time. Really? Yeah, yeah. I remember like uh, I remember when I saw it for the first time. I think I even saw it in the cinema. I think uh, a, a then girlfriend dragged me to it. Yeah. I remember that being of note to really? me. At the, yeah, I mean, I mean, okay. I, well, I've, I've come a long way. Maybe I'm being too, maybe I'm being too harsh on it. Fifteen years—it doesn't seem like that long ago. But I yeah, I think I think um, it was noticeable that, uh, that there was an interracial marriage. And, and I think even to this day, like you, you get films, um, and they'll have a. It's rare to have a, a film couple where it's interracial, be it whatever whatever way you want to cut that, and it's not the focal point of the story where the fact that they are an interracial couple is the primary plot mm. driver it's rare mm. um, and it's interesting the films that turn up where there is an interracial couple and that isn't a feature in at the plot it features in the plot at all where mm. that isn't an issue it's, for yeah, the plot just... um, it's rare that that happens like for example the Independence Day sequel has a um, has a Chinese woman whose name I don't know um, and she is the object of desire for I think the 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 Chris, the Liam Hemsworth character, and yeah. um, and at no point is the fact that she's Chinese and he is meant to be American in the film a plot driver. Sorry, this is going off on a wild tangent, but yeah, um, I think it's important to note that you know today it's very it's it's noticeable if you're looking for that kind of thing. It's very obvious yeah. now and it's out of place. But yeah. so you know, but you said there was. Um... There was at one point so at least some a bit of yeah, sexual, sexuality, uh, diversity in the sexuality portrayed in the movie. Yeah, so um, there was a subplot, um, a single scene as far as I'm aware, that was removed um, that one of the teachers at the school that Emma Thompson's kids go to um, goes home to a very sick um, same-sex partner played by a, a famous actress who's I'm ashamed to say I, I, I didn't note her name down, but she doesn't actually feature in the final product. She mm. is um, Frances Delator, um, uh, stalwart of, of English um, cinema and television. Mm. And um, she is the sick-at-home same-sex partner. 
and it is addressed in the film. Um, there's a scene before the, the climactic song at the end mm. where they all, you know, all I want for Christmas, the Mariah Carey song. Um, it, it is addressed there that this teacher's partner has died and she has managed to okay. make it out to school. But uh, there right. was a same-sex relationship okay. between two white women that was removed. Okay. And I don't know if that's because it just mucked with the... Cause, well, I think it might have gone because there's a whole subplot with Emma Thompson's son that got removed, and that's where you're introduced to this other teacher. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, so you couldn't... Unless they put another scene in to sell that. But anyway, again, we're we're going well off track okay. here. But yeah. That's, yeah, it's interesting that they... I mean, because it's a, it's a long movie. It's yeah. Like two, hours, two hours long. It's a, I know. For this, I have for to this watch genre, it every Christmas. For this yeah. genre, that's, a, that's, an, that's an age. Yeah. So it's interesting that they had a lot of stuff cut out and it was an, it originally intended to be even longer. And you know what, you know what really is jarring about this movie as well? Liam Neeson's in it and he doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this film multiple times and well, his wife dies. Maybe he kills his wife. Like, what's, what's, what's amazing about it, thinking about what they they cut out is how much they left in why leave why leave in okay you're stuck with Bill Nighy I mean he's he's amazing and he he kind of ties he ties a lot of the segues together because yeah he has sex at many his story is very public and so yep. he's quite useful as a waterfall between the scenes um Waterfall. That there's a fancy term. Please explain that one to me. Waterfall. Uh, Clearly, this is a technical thing that I'm not familiar with. Uh, at the end of one scene, someone says, "Boy, I hope they got that tractor beam down." Oh, okay. And then you cut to the tractor beam. Dude, oh, okay. The dude. You call what that a he's, waterfall. What he's okay. doing on the tractor beam. It's you like learn. A, it's you like learn something editing, new every day. It's like an editing. Okay. Uh, how you how you get from a, a, a kind of natty way to get from one scene to another. I'm going to be calling things waterfalls from now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, listen in future podcasts. Craig will be calling out waterfalls. So, um, yeah. So, so just you've, you've got to have Bill Nighy in it, and, and it's Bill Nighy, and he's and he's he's amazing. Even though his, his storyline doesn't really add anything. Um, why did they keep Martin Freeman in, and why did they keep uh, Colin in? Those they just really don't add very much. I, I like Colin Firth. Uh, ordinarily, no, I, no, not Colin Firth. Oh, Colin, Colin, Colin in America. The, Colin the character. Colin oh, in America. Right. Sorry, I should. Chris, I got Craig to look up his name. Chris Marshall. <laughs> Chris, Chris Marshall. Name. Yeah. Instead of jumping from, we'll just. Well, um, yeah. As a as a as a uh, as a point of reference, should we just if we refer to all of the cast by name rather than character names? Yeah, we might be safer. So so instead of Col- so Colin, I will call Chris Marshall. Okay. Yeah. Fair call. Yeah. I man, either of those two you could have cut from the film. You would never have noticed, and you would have saved a good. 15 minutes on the road. But then, you, but then you would have missed out on um, having Colin and his his uh, three-way with um, uh, January Jones. I think you'll um, find that's a four-way. Four-way. <laughs> She's real friendly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who I, do they get? It's, um, it's what's her name? It's the, the exchange student from um, American I, Pie. I can't decide. I, I can't decide which of those storylines I would cut. They're both so <laughs> stupid. Probably, <laughs> probably Chris Marshall. I think. Just yeah, I Martin, think Chris would go. Martin Freeman. That's oh. at least he's Martin Freeman. At least he's a little bit amusing, right? Yeah. Somewhat occasionally. All right. Anyway, um, so what do you? So uh, we can go story by story, or or general impressions. What do you want to do? 
Oh yeah, we'll go with the general impressions first act, I guess. So, Gen- so general general impressions. Um, ah, uh, in terms of kind of act by act, yeah. So so the the stories all follow kind of similar trajectories. So you've got these, you've got the the three kind of steadying steadying storylines that stay the same throughout, which is Bill Nye, Martin Freeman, and Chris Marshall. Yeah. Most of the other storylines follow a, a traditional kind of rise and fall, leading up to a um, a, a, a big drop around the the this, at the end around of the, the ninety act. around the ninety minute mark yeah. at the end of the second act, and then they rise and then they come um, back to triumph in the final yeah. act. And or then, a climax at yeah, the very and then, least. And then the interesting the, the one that acts as a kind of counterbalance is the, the Liam Neeson storyline, which starts with his deceased wife. Yeah. So everyone else starts relatively well. Yeah. He starts at a very low point. And that and that he he is he and he and the son, the stepson, are able to counterbalance. So they act as a bit of a um, I'd be interested. I I'm I'm too lazy to do it. Um, but I would be interested. I'm sure someone's done it on the internet. Actually, track out, map out, scene by scene, storyline by storyline, where the rises and falls are. Yeah. Um, but from... I would just like to point out that the um, uh, the kid um, Thomas um, Brody Sangster, who plays Sam, who's Liam Neeson's yeah. stepson, who goes on to play um, Jojen Reed in, in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, he's also turns up in the. The Maze Runner movies, um, so yeah. he he may actually have a he is he is a continuation of, of the the child actor in film from about that period of time from the nineties into the early two thousands mm. with these all knowing short child actors who the, they've managed to find these children actors who can perform as adults so they they come across as yeah. adult characters Nicholas, um, Nicholas Holt yeah yeah, yeah exactly that, that sort um, of vein. That, yeah um, the we we talked about it previously in War of the Worlds. Um, uh, the young young American actress, mm. uh, I forget her name, but she turned up in a whole bunch of stuff mm. in, in around that time period, and she was very very convincingly able to play a very adult character. And I hate that trend, and I'm glad that it's gone away. Like we don't have that anymore. Mm. We've got these very yeah. adult children actors. Like, yeah, they don't. Kids are- Kids are kids. kids, are kids. Uh, I don't know any nine-year-olds that are behaving like thirty-year-olds. Um, well, so. you go back to um, it's actually it's really hard to get kids to play kids. Yeah, it's um, very tough. You go back to um, to Kill a Mockingbird, which oh, is the, yeah, the yeah, gold yeah. standard for kids on screen actually behaving like kids, um, and it's yeah, most it's, it, you, you get a sense that it's yeah, you can get them to sit and kind of give off that kind of adult vibe of sitting and, and kind of being all knowing just like yeah having an adult conversation way yeah uh, but the, the the gold star gold standard is is actually get them to behave like kids kids yeah spend much time watching kids and they are difficult i to personally do not have children <laughs> for legal reasons <laughs> mike does have to you know do. that the only time i've seen to kill a mockingbird was with you Shit, really yep when you you came um i was um uh, fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, I had knee surgery a few years ago, and um, I was very, very high on painkillers. And um, you came around to watch a killing, mock, a killing. And all I remember it coming out of that was um, one that had Gregory Peck yeah. in it, and um, he was great. But it also has a very, very young. Um, he's the bad guy. He's the guy that's arrested 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 he'd go on to be like, if I say it's safe to surf this beach, it's safe to surf this beach. Yeah. Um, I forget his name, but um, it's a very, very young him. And uh, he still looks like he's 95. <laughs> <laughs> so he was born 100 and yeah. he stayed 100 for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that, that was my one takeaway from that film. Yeah. And it okay. was about racism. <laughs> <laughs> Love Actually is the film we <laughs> Which is not will, about racism, I, but... Um, well, I mean, we've, already made it, we've already made it about racism. We sure have, and about heteronorm- heteronormative themes. Um, I did wonder, uh, why is it... Like, uh, 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 no, I'm going on a wrong track. Um, so, yeah, when you kind of... When you have this ensemble kind of movie... Um, you obviously you, you don't really get to know any of the characters very well at all. They're no. all quite. Um, one way of looking at it is that they're bland. Another way of looking at it is that they're kind of. Um, and this seems to depend on your point of view. And this is one of the things that that is potentially affected by what your attitude is going into the film. Whether you see the characters as bland or whether you see them as blank canvases on which to project your kind of hopes and dreams. Or 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 interject yourself as that character being like that is the storyline that most applies to me. Like my yeah, wife has just died. Exactly. My husband is, is about to have an affair with the office hottie. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or whatever you want. Um but I, I'd say it's um Richard Curtis, the writer slash director of this, I think he's a um, he's a Kiwi for a start, so he's obviously very clever. Um, <laughs> but um, I think he's uh, I think he's a um, he's best known as a comedy writer. He's he's responsible yeah, sure. for Blackadder yeah. and Mr Bean and a whole bunch of other stuff. I think he's a he's got an Oxford education, so he is Oxford educated. Mm. Uh, I think he's a very clever man. I, I think he is smart enough to recognise that that's what he's writing. For. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. So it it obviously and it obviously works for a lot of people. It's just from a from a narrative point of view. It's it's my main criticism. My, like it's the thing that stops me from getting into the movies that I don't know anything about any of the characters. Right. I don't I don't care if they get together or not because I have no idea if any, <laughs> I have no idea how if any of them are suited to any of the others in any way whatsoever because I don't know anything about them. Um, Colin, you know, Colin Firth and and the. Portuguese, the Aurelia girl, I don't know how they'll get on. They specifically don't know how each other will get on because they can't fucking talk to each other. Which, which leads they me... they speak the same language. Leads me in a little earlier than ordinarily in the podcast is what happens the next day um, yeah. when he gets back and, and, and you know, she wakes up in his... Uh, he wakes up, I presume they don't go back to London that night when he mm. proposes to her late, the third act, spoilers everybody, um, and she accepts, but, you know, when he wakes up in her Portuguese um, apartment um, with the family all downstairs, uh, that's going to be an awkward morning, uh, like, what happens then, mm. how's that play out, that doesn't play out well. And you kind of think the same about all, Martin Freeman, you don't know anything about him and, him and his, his body actress you don't really know if there's a if it's a good idea for them to get together or not you don't know a whole lot about um you don't find out much about alan rickman and emma thompson's marriage you don't know if oh, it's such should, a really you don't really know if you awkward feel particularly good or bad about them it's strongly implied up. yeah it's strongly implied that so i mean we're, we're jumping around all over the place here but uh, yeah yeah it's, it's hard inevitable, 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 inevitable but, but, um 
uh, it's it's hard for me to under, like that's a good a good talking point for me is at the end of the film does because Alan Rickman turns up at the end of the film at the airport yeah and he's met by um, Emma Thompson and his kids and there's clearly something has happened between them but are they back together um, are they just meeting Daddy mm. in the airport um, is he now with the um, the office hottie mm. um, who is full-on predator in this film Um, and there's a deleted scene with her that shows her as being completely predatory Mm. um and did did they get back together did an affair happen and are emma thompson and alan rickman still together at the end of this movie Mm. um these are the questions you come to ask yourself when you've watched it for the (laughs) 16th time Uh, okay so maybe that's the idea see that's so that's that's what keeps me out of this that's what keeps me out of this movie but because because when you have so like romeo and juliet there's no reason for romeo and juliet to get together they're just they're just fucking they're kids they're just boning for each other they are they really want to get it on and it, it makes me wonder if that's what that romance lasts three days that's ultimately what this movie is about and people, five people die people who <laughs> people who just want a bone yeah it's i feel like it should be called lust act <laughs> well colin um colin the, the the actor is what did we say his name was chris 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 marshall chris marshall he's probably the most honest character in this film <laughs> because he just wants to get his bone on yeah and none of these english women want to give him the time of day because he's yeah. a the world's worst worst caterer um, he, he goes up to some woman at the beginning of the film and tells them how bad the canapes are, only to be told that she made the canapes, and he tries to salvage that, and it doesn't work. Um, but he goes to the States, and they fall over backwards for his... Um, Elisha, Alicia Cuthbert and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. January Jones fall over backwards for his English accent, and when they yeah. work out that bottle is the same in English as it is in American. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's just happy that he's met someone in the form of Shannon Elizabeth. Is that... Her? I think that was her name, Shannon Elizabeth? No, no, she's... Um, no, no, two, no. Um, uh, Nadia, the exchange student from American Pie, mm. um, it comes back to America dragging Denise Richards along, um, who was probably only gagging at the bit to get away from Charlie Sheen and his coke habit at the time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he's probably the most honest character in this film. Yeah, genius, man, genius. But yeah, hey, like, but I, I can see how if you come in, if you come into one of that frame of mind, so you can you can watch Romeo and Juliet and you Lust, can actually. you can say you can say all right, they're, they're star-crossed lovers, and you can say yeah, I'm, I'm confident it'll all work out. Or you can come into it and say I don't know anything about these people. I have no idea how well suited they are as, as a couple or as individuals. None um, of them are particularly might well suited. Be, might actually be the best thing for them to. So the fuck away from each other. Maybe they'll meet in five years. Um, All the relationships in this film probably fall into that. Like Hugh Grant and Natalie, the, the, I don't know what her job is at the Prime Minister's residence at number mm, 10. Like whatever her job is. She's the woman that brings biscuits and chocolate. uh, Chocolate biscuits and tea. Um, They barely know each other. Like at all. Yeah. Um, And so she ends up getting chatted up by... A very predator, predatorial um, Billy Bob Thornton as, as the, the American as the pres- president. president. Um, wow, he's a, that was he's a, a highlight. He's that, that, what a what a so good. What a fortune prophecy of a presidential um, <laughs> portrayal that was. Someone should get Billy Bob Thornton on the phone and ask him to predict the future. Um, mm. But um, 
uh, what a what a uh, and he he makes a move on Natalie and and uh, she's not really into it, but Colin catches her and uh, not Colin, sorry, uh, Hugh Grant catches yeah. her in the middle of it and um, he sends her away. Um, only only then to realize he's made a horrible mistake when when she writes in a Christmas card that yeah, yeah I'm actually yours, which leads to actually one of my favorite scenes in the entire film, which is him knocking on the doors with the with his with his policeman and the policeman his, his whole bit is is by far the best is, is at least twice as good as any other storyline <laughs> in this film so yeah there's i have so many issues with this film and i'm, I'm sure I'm, if you let me I'll, I'll rant and rail about it all night but um yeah hugh grant and the emma that well, emma thompson they are related in the film they are oh, brother, and yeah, brother and sister um emma thompson um so when they cast emma thompson in this they cast a gun they they got oh, yeah. a world class actress, um, yeah. and she doesn't phone it in. She oh, yeah. yeah she commits yeah. to her part, and she is one hundred percent electric when she is on screen. You that bit where she goes upstairs to listen to Nina Simone when she discovers that her husband has not bought her a fancy necklace. He has in fact bought her a CD, and the fancy necklace is clearly for somebody else. Mm. Um, is is just soul crushing like i don't know if you've ever been in that situation but that is you know she's i i buy that mm. she's really good and then you got hugh grant being hugh grant as much as i hate him mm. um but he's really good as well him yeah. dancing around he's, his house he, and he's, he's he's consistent yeah in the, in the movie and he he sells the he sells the sells the comedy i mean he's and he's the master right mm. he's the, of this kind of well this was peak Hugh Grant I yeah um, this is pre Bridget Jones's diary when he, yeah. when he goes on to become sleazy Hugh Grant so, which I understand yeah. is the real Hugh Grant so you're you're, you're you're right though you were talking about the scene where he and the he and the his driver go door knocking cause yeah they, they know they're, they're, they're trying to track down the trying to track down the bird but they only know that what street she lives on not the what dodgy num- not what yeah. number so they they just go one at door, knocking on doors and some uh, some kids ask him if they're singing carols and so he he's all oh, jolly good and he yeah, swings it's... into this carol and then he he gets his driver to back him up. Well, his driver, the the, the policeman, his Bobby, as he is described, just comes in with like, <laughs> just he's like the prime minister needs backup and he he brings the big Sw- guy. <laughs> swing <laughs> swings in with this fantastic rendition and. And Hugh really, he really sells the look of surprise. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh. And, and like that, one of the better parts of this film for me is yeah. that. That's a that's a that's a great scene. And also his, as an as an as an aside, the you know his his kind of his glance up at up at Thatcher. Oh yeah, you saw on the you saucy wench. If she's uh, wondering if she's ever been attracted to a staff member, <laughs> and deciding, of course you were, you saucy wench. <laughs> <laughs> so he 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 kills it for me. He, he's a highlight. He he brings it. He's absolute highlight as he as as he should be in a in a genre that was basically invented for him. Yeah, well, and him and Richard Curtis obviously had worked together previously on. Notting Hill and, and four weddings and a funeral. So I suspect when that part was being written, there was only one person who was ever going to play that part. And Richard Curtis obviously was clever enough to 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 write that part for yeah. 
Hugh Grant. Yeah. I remember watching this at the time because this is right at the beginning of the... Of, um, wasn't David Cameron, it was the chap before him. Um, I can't remember who the English Prime Minister was before David Cameron. Because obviously we've got Theresa May. Tony Blair. Tony Blair. Um, and I really felt, when I watched this at the time, I was becoming to become quite interested in, in world politics of this kind. It's certainly at the big, the high end. And yeah. so this was um, uh, right at the... the going into the second term or going into the first term of, of George W. Bush um, and mm. it was um, Tony Blair and it, I think this came out roughly about the time that the war in Iraq was, was yeah, kicking must up have been. Yeah, yeah. and I remember at the time watching this and I felt like it was a little bit of um, fantasy on the English side where um, obviously Tony Blair followed the Americans yeah, yeah. into the conflict yeah. and you had this whole um, had this whole play out where the Hugh Grant character is meeting with the American president played by Billy Bob and and the Americans are basically whipping the British into line like this is what we're going to do and you're yeah. either going to like it or you're going to lump it and then you wind up in this situation where Hugh Grant in, in a fabulous bit of British patriotism um, you know calling on um, David Beckham's left foot and right mm. foot and Shakespeare and all the rest uh, of it tells uh, the Americans to go packing. And only, only, only because the American has made a pass at, at his woman. At the, yeah. At, his, at the apple of his desire. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I remember at the time watching that going, Oh, right. So this is, this is what the, this is the British fantasy of the time is a, to have a prime minister that tells the American president to take a hike. Yeah. Uh, we're not going into war with you for any reason sorry mm. I, I just remember that from the time mm. completely un, unimportant to the film right now obviously yeah. carry on <laughs> um okay who else um laura linney mm. with with surprising nudity from laura linney yep yep <laughs> Surprise, surprising but a welcome one uh, Laura Linney nude or topless at the very least um, I think she was Academy Award nominated by this point um, she's certainly an Academy Award nominated actress I don't know yeah. I can't remember if she's won or not um, but her I, nothing, like performance fine I just I have an issue with that storyline because it, it, it doesn't add up that someone in her situation wouldn't be grown up enough to just come out up front and say to um, hey, you know I've, to Carl uh, yeah say to Carl <laughs> dude I'm into you um, I've got I've got a bit of a constraint um, we can work yeah so how if, hard is that for you, her to go how, to how fucking hard is that I've hey Carl of, I've got a bit of a constraint I think we can work around it Carl I, I, I really work. like you and I've got you back to my apartment and and you're in your you're in your boxers and you're a carved and from you're Steaming like you're steaming hot. fucking hot you are carved from wood and basted in oil <laughs> and the best you can come up with is yep fire away and, and it's like no just how hard is it I don't know as an adult for you to go hey this isn't a husband or a boyfriend that I'm talking to on the phone this is my mentally challenged brother who, yeah. who is dealing with some serious issues um, who is a, who is currently in um, a place where he is being looked after yeah. and cared for, um, 
I, I don't want to spoil the yeah. moment, and I hope that drugs and alcohol haven't led us to this part, mm. but I would very much like to persist down this path. Can we be adults about this, yeah. please? Why even, yeah, why even get, why get all the way to the apartment? Anybody in that situation would just be upfront about it. And uh... Well, they're even joking about it, like even Alan Rickman's character, rest his soul, um, even he goes on about her phone going off all the time. Well, so there's a, it's she, like it's a she, known thing with her in this phone. She might not want to share it with her colleagues, but Maybe if not. she wants to, if she wants for a dude that she wants to get her end away with, then just fucking tell him. How hard is it? He doesn't tend to, he, you know, he doesn't tend to call me at four in the morning. Can you come around at four in the morning? <laughs> yeah, they give him his meds about eight, just and he's he's usually out of it by ten. So make an arrangement. She's presented as, as, as in this in this absolutely tragic, oh, inescapable. You know, sadness. Work around it. I know. <laughs> You've finally got Carl home with you. He's come willingly. You haven't had to kidnap him in some Shakespearean plot. Uh, he's there. Just tell him the score. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Her, so her, her line is frustrating for me. Um, Hugh Grant, my Hugh Grant's my favourite, like I've said. Um, so speaking, of, you mentioned Alan Rickman. So yes, they're connected because Alan Rickman. So the first scene, um, uh, he tells her for for no reason whatsoever that she should she, she should just make a go of it. Just make a go of it. Yeah. No, nothing builds up to no. that point. That's just that's just the first scene. Yep. Why then? Why does he? Why does he do it then? Exposition, What's I guess. The, yeah, I, where's the where's the trigger? Why, why that day? Why did he choose that day <laughs> to tell her that? Because it's 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 the early two thousands, and um, in in offices around the world, Christmas parties was when people made horrible mistakes <laughs> with coworkers, um, and that was acceptable of the time, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So so Alan Rickman's character. Um, and again, brilliant actor, just wall to wall. This this film is absolutely stuffed with outstanding actors. Oh, everyone's great. Now. I have no idea how I meant to feel about him and Emma Thompson and the succubus. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anything anything particular. This is the office predator. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be anything particularly to treasure in their relationship. I, you don't know, and this is this, this is this is where I. Why this this movie leaves me cold in the background? You're meant to assume that that it's better for them to stay married than it is for them to split up. Mm. But how do we how do we know that? Some marriages it's much better for them to split up because the people are fucking miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Let's but stay this, together this, and be unhappy for yeah, the rest of our the lives. The movie presumes presumes paired up, good, single, bad, and you've got to be you've got to you've got to accept that. Yeah. To to accept the entire rest of the movie because you don't know anything about whether any of these people are actually enjoying each other's company or likely to beyond the beyond the first poke. <laughs> um, well, that's one way to describe it, I suppose. But um, yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think you, you you nailed it in the opening minutes of this. It should be renamed Lust, actually, because I, love seemingly has very little to do with it i did appreciate that well it, like i said it, it, it all depends on whether you're, you're you're ready to accept accept the fairy tale that love, love fixes right? or that's or at least 
pairing up and or marrying yeah, off. And there's, the, there's, there's, there's plenty of movies that sell on that. Romeo and Juliet sells on that. Princess Bride sells on that. Oh, um, it's a staple. Yeah. It's it's the basis of just about all of Western drama. Yeah, the, yeah. The hero wins and gets the desire of the, you know, their opposite. But you know, no, normally something. So take a movie like Forrest Gump, where. Uh, you know they're, they're destined to be together. You know that, that, that it's going to be good if they get together. Jenny, I because, dislike that because character. they're both they're both broken. He's mentally broken, and, and she she's totally emo- takes she's, advantage. She's emotionally, of she's emotionally broken, and and, the, and only, the only person that's going to work for them is each other. And she sexually assaults him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on, and she's all like, "Touch my boobs," <laughs> and he's like, Rrr. and and you. The, you, the, get, you get what I'm saying. There the is, roommate in that scene is creeped out by what's going on. <laughs> that, you know, there's there's a reason for those characters to, sure. to be together, and you sense you, you can understand, you can justify based on what you know about those characters that they're, they're better to be together than to oh, sure. separate. Sure. Um, but when you don't know any about these, anything about the characters, you, you there's a leap of faith that you've got to take. Um, yeah, uh, Liam Neeson. Haven't talked about haven't talked about him. As I mentioned before, he kills no. He doesn't people. kill anyone. Um, Although I'm willing to accept that maybe he killed his wife. But it's Liam Neeson. She probably you know kidnapped somebody and took them to Eastern Europe. How, what do you? How do you? How do you feel about his about his story? I don't feel good about it. Um, I, well, that's my least one of my least favorite parts of this. Um, the other one is the whole Kira Knightley. Um, and what's his name? Carl Grimes is his, is his um, not Carl. Um, he is my he is my least favorite part of the film because the kid, and I hate the kid, and um, I do not feel good about that arc at all. <laughs> I do not like I that child. Say, I, thought, I thought you were going to say you don't feel good about hating the kid. No, I, I feel pretty. I have to watch this film multiple. I've watched this film multiple times. At least every Christmas, at least one time, uh, and it's the kid that kills it for me every time. One hundred percent kills it for me every time. In fact, the only way I'm allowed to watch this film is if I get to riff on the kid. I cannot believe you dislike the kid more than you dislike <laughs> the the whole Kira Knightley. Oh, uh, I do hate that. That takes on that a whole, whole creepy stalkery. Okay, kid. Okay, just to close off the Liam Neeson thing. I I like that. I like that storyline because I um, so I I kids of my own and I can imagine what it would take for one of them to just learn the drums in, in an probably short period of time in order to impress a girl for shortness of time be damned in like try I try getting my that's the true Christmas something for twenty minutes <laughs> that kid, that's the true Christmas that kid miracle of busts, this film for me that kid busts his ass on those drums and I dig it. That's that's what I want to know. He's dedicated. That's that's a dude in love. What I want to okay, yeah. Granted, he is in love um, because it's relatively innocent. What I want to know is how did he get the job of the drummer in that school show anyway? (laughs) (laughs) So we're we're introduced to the idea, jumping around again, that the object of his desire. What is there's another person of color the 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 young woman that he likes is is um african-american um yes yes. um 
and that's her singing as well. And her mother, really? yeah, that's her singing. Oh, um, she's she's literally on fire. Um, her mother um, in the movie is also played by her mother, and she's also a singer. That's how they got involved. Really? In all yeah, yeah. Um, is her name Sam? No, his name is Sam. Um, I forget her name, but she is she is an amazing Joe. Joe Joanna Joanna. She is a singer, and she is a singer now. I don't know if she's a. I don't think she's a pop artist, but she is amazing all the same. Um, that is clearly a polished show. There is multiple band members in that show. The teachers are playing in that show. How did that kid, who clearly couldn't play drums to start, no. get to be the drummer in that We're show? In three weeks. In three weeks, and... What did he not turn up to rehearsals? <laughs> what went, I've done maybe shows. They, you rehearse that shit. Maybe they, didn't have a, maybe they didn't have a drummer. What did they have like a drum wasn't machine? Gonna, wasn't wasn't going to be a drummer. And they said, "Hey, I can play the drums." I said, "Cool, you're in." Was the Roland eight hundred eight broken that <laughs> night? <laughs> what happened here? How did he make it that far? Okay, so we got we got more we got more we need to cover. So okay. Craig doesn't like the kid. That's a record. I hate um, the kid. We we got to do Kieran Knightley. Oh, uh, and Andrew, um, Andrew, what's his face? Where, where do you start? Um, yeah, so if you haven't seen the film, um, Kira Knightley marries Chiwetel, um, and Andrew is um, Chiwetel's best friend, and he's at the wedding, and there's a, um, a uh, what would you even call it? Um, what do they call it? Crowd? You know, when you... When you have a bunch of people just turn up at once. Oh, flash mob. Like a flash yeah, mob. Yeah, he organizes a he organizes a flash mob, which was all the rage uh, for weddings for about for about ten. In fact, years you and I attended a, me- a wedding where someone recreated this very scene. We did. That's true. Um, but there's a flash mob, um, and they sing all you, um, need all you need is love, complete with a horn section. Yeah. Um, and, and and so that the implied the implication in the storyline for the, to begin with is that the best man is in love with the groom. Yeah, um, and they um, they play that out all the way through. Play that out, not all. Well, right up until it's play important. That, it's, it's about halfway through. Yeah, about half, And so, um, yeah, Kira Knightley is convinced that he's he's frosty to her. Because, because he doesn't like her. She's she's stolen his best mate. His his, his best mate. Whether whether she twigs that, whether she holds that kind of um, the idea about him being attracted, or whether she thinks it's just that she's taking away his best mate. But she she obviously feels like he's he's just he's being mean to her out of jealousy. Yep, and, out of general um, spite. And she, she has at it, kind of determined to make friends with this guy. Yep. And lo and behold, um, she discovers that And she turns up at his place under the guise him. that she needs more wedding photography yeah. footage because the cameraman was terrible. Yep. And she finds a tape of the wedding that he's tried not very well to disguise. He, that, that, yeah, and, and all he has been doing is filming her. Extreme close-up of and, her face. And, ex- and extreme, like... Just her eyes, yep, in a few shots, yep. Um, um, and, and he's edited, he's edited, he's edited, edited them together. all together yep. as well because it's all at different stages of the wedding. <laughs> um, uh, and she's her, her first, her first thought is, um, you've stayed awful close, haven't you? Immortal, immortal line, I look quite pretty, 
<laughs> yes, Kira Knightley. Jesus. Carry on. Um, yeah, and, and eventually, eventually, she eventually she twigs, and, and just in case you didn't get it, she does actually have a line. They're all of me. Yeah. Um, she even says, leading up to that, um, you've stayed awfully close, haven't you? With yeah. a cheeky grin. To that's her. oh, that's right. Before she actually twigs. Yeah. Before she, yeah, it's about that point she starts to realise that it's all of yeah, her. Yeah. So she she talks it through just in case you didn't feel like you could get it from her performance. Um, and a um, fine performance. She was she was quite good. Yeah, I guess that I guess they didn't have any faith in any any faith because they made sure she had the lines to mm. like talk, yeah, they sell it. talk you through the scene. Um, so she she twigs, um, and then later on um, he knocks on her door and he pretends to be he plays some audio of some carolers and pretends to be carolers. Yeah, and um, I don't know what he was going to do if the bloke answered the door. It would be a very awkward interaction. Um, <laughs> Um, and then he's, can, you, he's, can you send your your newly minted wife down yeah. here, please? Uh, and don't tell her I'm here. He's got some. He's got some. He's got a, a bunch of cards where he's written that he's professed his undying love for her, which she's already figured out. Yep. Um, and then closure. I guess. Because <laughs> again, this leads into my favorite. What happens the next day? That's not closure. <laughs> no. He's not going to come away from that because he he says walking away he picks well, up he picks up his his cue cards in his in his jukebox and he and he walks away and he says that's enough. The she um, runs out and kisses, and kisses him. him. That's not. That's not closure. That's not closure. That's just that's encouraging open, him. Open <laughs> that's encouragement. Open she rewards his creepiness. <laughs> like no. And again. What does he even love about her? Because he's the whole time he has known her. He's he had nothing to do to her. Somehow he's in love with her because he wants to bone her. He wants to bone her, <laughs> and it's it's wrong. That it's so creepy. And apparently, uh, looking into this, apparently that was raised at the time. Um, so back in two thousand and three, mm. um, uh, Andrew, oh, I keep forgetting his name, Andrew Lincoln. Um, he raised that at the time with Cliff. Um, Curtis. Richard Cliff, Curtis. Richard Curtis. I was going to say oh, Richard. Cliff Curtis. It's a very different movie of Cliff Curtis. <laughs> I don't know. What it, I think it would be a better film. No, he wouldn't get to kill anyone. So, um, uh, it was raised at the time, and, and basically it was not with you playing the part, Andrew Lincoln. And no. Yeah. No, it's still creepy. No, it is. Yeah, it's really wrong. And um, I think at the time, I remember watching it at the time, and you got a bit of a, like, some of the hairs on the back of my neck stood up and was just like, um, no. If he wasn't, just... if he wasn't picture book perfect good looking, um, that would have just, that would have been a call to the cops. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and you're, and you're right. Well, certainly, that's his best friend's wife. Yeah. If you turned up at my house and was doing that to my wife, I don't think I'd be recording these podcasts with you anymore. I think I'd just be like, no, Mike, you can fuck off. And you're, uh, and you're right, the next day... What happens the next day? The next, the next day, it doesn't matter if he's... If he's, he's he goes home, he, he thinks about it, he's like, yep, yeah, he's thinking of Kira, he, he might be alone in the bathtub, you know, I don't want to... Maybe that video is playing, it's all a bit weird. Um, and, you know, what, what happens next? No, he's, he's coming back the next day. Mm. He's coming back for more. What the hell? She needs to call the cops. <laughs> they need to cut him out of their yeah, lives. That is that is not kids. 
That is not how you handle that. That is that not scenario. how you handle that shit. You are, you are in love with your best friend's wife. You need to recognize that she <laughs> does not love you. Yeah. And you need to move the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> but turning up at their house with a jukebox and some cue cards is not going to get you no. a girlfriend. Not okay. No, that is not okay. <laughs> uh, the fuck? <laughs> what the hell? Um, yeah, uh, oh, well then... What else have you got? You've got okay, um, so we haven't so we haven't so so yeah so he's he's in he's in love with her even though he has specifically spent his time avoiding avoiding her, her at all costs and or being mean to her. Yep. Um, Colin Firth is in love with um, Aurelia. 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 Um, I thought I could be wrong. She's in, in love with the lovely um, Portuguese hottie. Um, triggers seems to trigger around the time. She takes her clothes off. <laughs> I think it was already jumping, kind of jumping, jumping into the water. water for Do you think it was the heroism of her dedication to preserving his craft? No, I think it was how good she looked in her underwear. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he even writes his, his work off as yeah. trash so and tells her not to get in the water. Specifically, cannot communicate to each other because they do not speak the same language. So her um, name is Lucia Moniz. Okay. Uh, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that. Apologies all her. Okay. So, um, yeah, so they, they, they fall in love. He has to go back to England. Um, while he is there, he learns Portuguese so they can communicate and then, um, goes back and finds her where he discovers that she has learned English. Yeah. Um, so she has gone off and learned English and there's just, a, there's a couple of awkward moments in the car where it's clear that both of them like each other and they're talking in subtext or well she's talking yeah. in the subtitles Yeah. and, um, he's like, this is my favorite part of the day. And, and she says, in Portuguese, this is my favorite time of the part of the day where you drive. But in hindsight, that does take on a slightly creepy tone as well. Like, this is my favorite time of the time of the day when you drive me and I get to leave you. <laughs> <laughs> and quick aside, total blatant ripoff of the love theme in Wayne's World. Well-renowned love story where oh yeah, Wayne that learns, famous Wayne learns Cantonese to impress in order to um, impress. It's not Tia, Tia Leone. Tia um, Carrera. Tia Carrera. Um, Cassandra. Cassandra. Yeah. Zang. So these, are the, these, are the, <laughs> these are the true love stories. Yeah. Yeah, Wayne's World. That, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> Which has got Dana Carvey in it. This is a complete aside, and it probably will make no sense, but we, we've just recorded another podcast, because um, these things probably aren't going to be released in order, but um, we've, re- we've just recorded a podcast for Blue Thunder, and Blue Thunder wound up with a TV show called Blue Thunder. Um, because um, Airwolf came along and ripped off Blue Thunder, oh, yeah. and so the people behind Blue Thunder were just like, "Well, yeah, we we've got the helicopter still. We can just make a TV show of Blue Thunder," and they cast Dana Carvey as the Daniel Stern character, Lyman Good. Uh, and I've watched in re- research for Blue Thunder, it didn't come up. I watched the first episode, and that's worthy of watching for drinking game purposes. It is. <laughs> Terrible, <laughs> and Dana Carvey's ripping and and doing funny voices in it the whole time. He's Dana Carvey on a yeah. leash. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, complete aside. Um, does does have okay? Got a credit for this film for the the Rowan Atkinson scene. Oh, he's fantastic. classic, absolutely classic um, moment of comedy. Scene comedy, him there. filling the that thing is, up. That that is and deserves to be just a, a, comedy, yogurt. a comedy a comedy <laughs> comedy highlight that is it um, takes but a moment of time 
absolutely fantastic. Rowan Atkinson as an actor, like I think he he um, most American audiences would, would know him purely as the Bean character, right? Yeah. But yeah, he is a he's actually a, a solid no. a solid actor. Kills it. He kills it. He crushes it. Um, yeah, and then there's the the payoff of Liam Neeson. Uh, there's has been built up like um, uh, his his dead wife from beyond the grave tells him to go and date Claudia oh, Schiffer, yeah, 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 and then Claudia Schiffer turns up as not as Claudia as another, Schiffer, as but parent. as another parent turns up in this, um, and and seemingly has an interest in Liam Neeson because mm. why wouldn't you have an interest in Liam? Yes, Neeson? because she has eyes. She has <laughs> eyes. He's Liam Neeson, um, and. Um, uh, the Hugh Grant payoff with um, the Natalie character, um, where she, he finds her and, and tells her, and they end up at the school. Has, has just keeps on giving actually, because not only does he do that door knocking, they he then finds her, and then they travel to the school, school. fair, um, the, to the school show with the kid in between them. Yeah, dressed and up as the octopus. He's, he's decided, he's, he's managed to, he's finally managed to track her down and he's got a professor's <laughs> love for her and they're in this car ride. Yeah, it's the shortest car the, ride in history. Dresses the octopus. <laughs> um, his, yeah. Winds up at the school um, and then he winds up backstage, runs backstage into his... Backstage with her and he runs, in, he runs into the, the sister. Who's, who's in, in the Thompson. middle of a meltdown yeah. because she's just discovered that Alan Rickman is probably having an affair with the office predator I, I i did appreciate as a quick aside the pointless undressing shot that they have of the office predator oh yeah um, yeah she's just in a red underwear just, wandering around just at the end at the end of that scene she hasn't managed to manage to get hold of alan rickman but you do see her take the dress off and walk across the apartment and what I presume is the middle of winter in the UK, which I, is cold, so she must have the best central heating. <laughs> Either that or she's just like an ice woman and just, you know, that's her natural habitat, which is the frozen tundras. <laughs> she, likes, she, likes she's a, her, she likes to keep her room as cold as her heart. <laughs> she's just fully going to split up a family. And I've said it before, there's a scene, I've watched all the, there's a, a, a multitude of deleted scenes, including... A completely random set of scenes with some African women in Africa discussing their husbands and how useless they yeah. are. Yeah, it's really bizarre. But there's a scene with her with Andrew Lincoln at the art gallery, um, and she's just openly going, "I'm going to have an affair with." Yeah, and it's, she's really. Where's Where's she meant to be coming to at it from? Because Alan Rickman, he doesn't throw her anything, any particular reason. I don't know if you're supposed to be for. Like Alan Rickman's not a bad-looking guy, and he's certainly a, a charming enough fellow in a dry sort of a way. Yeah. Um, but in this, he's no Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, you know, Sheriff of Nottingham. You know, yeah. he's he's not a young heartthrob, but she's really just she's just vicious. I guess that's the way they because um, the first the first time you watch it, you don't know that he's married when they're having their first interactions and yeah that's so later I, I guess that's that's a, a bit of there's a bit of trickery going on there where you you set them up as as a, a kind of cute cute couple a yeah a potential couple yeah and then you've, you've well, i think they've done that a few times already though they've introduced the pairings and they introduced that as a pairing 
and then then you're throwing the curveball of Hughes's wife played by Emma Thompson. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's what what the intention was there you, to subvert your expectation. How does she know Liam Neeson? So she's Hugh Grant's sister. And Liam Neeson is. Uh, are we talking about the office hottie? No, um, Emma Thompson. How does she know Liam Neeson? She's very, she's very forthright with him on the phone. She's they're related, she's, aren't they? She's the brother, the sister. Oh, really? so that, yeah, that means he's related. To, so that means Liam Neeson's related to Hugh Grant as well. Presumably, I, I haven't really. Met, that must be the case. Yeah, they're, I'm sure. I'm sure they're they're married. Or no, they're related. They're brother okay. and sister. I'm sure of it. So they must all be related. Right. Because, yeah, we're looking at... Like, you never see them actually interact. No. Does he, does he grow at the funeral? Not that I recall. But, yeah, that makes total sense now, right? I could be mistaken. I'm sure somebody will correct us. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Emma Thompson and Liam Neeson are meant to be related in this. So, what are you... So, first question. Uh... We've said a few things we've changed about this film. Although, you got to recognise, well, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... It's certainly, there's, there's been a bunch of films that came out after this that attempted to emulate it. So there was Valentine's Day and New mm. Year's Eve, and it's all that similar mm. multiple plots interwoven um, taking place on a named day. So yeah. this was Christmas, and obviously there was New Year's Eve and Valentine's yeah, yeah. Day. So... Um, those were far less successful than this. Yeah. So, um, Richard um, Curtis, um, Cliff Richard, yeah. um, <laughs> Cliff Richard did an amazing job. No, Richard Curtis, he did an amazing job of, of, of winding these stories yeah. together, and he's yeah, he's certainly this... very masterful at that. He's kept them all going. There's only a couple of small plot points here or there where you can go, yeah. what was that about exactly? I, I, I think in the in, on balance, there are there are just there are. T- Tons of things not to like about this film, just so many. But ultimately, it actually does what it's trying to do very successfully. It's, at that, it is yeah. a, it is a, um, a bit. This is the wording that was used to sell it to me way back in two thousand and three to get me to the movies to see mm. it. Was that it was a bittersweet love story, and it, that's true. It's it's saccharine sweet yeah. in places. So, it's genuinely sweet in places, and it's quite bitter in other mm. places. Ultimately, you've. you've Gotta say it's verging on greatness. I, so. as much as I can criticize various aspects of it, I would, and I don't like Colin Firth in general. Mm. Um, he is usually quite compelling, and he is compelling in this. And I've said it before. I would watch a whole movie of him and um, uh, Lucia, um, the yeah. Aurelia character. I would that. I would if they took that out and extrapolated that story. I would watch that movie. Um, I would watch Colin, not Colin Firth. I would watch Hugh Grant play the the uh, the Prime Minister of England yeah. again, falling for the woman who does the tea biscuits. But maybe we could give her a little bit more agency than just the tea lady. Um, oh, uh, yes, actually, you've reminded me of a really good thing. Um, well, not a really good thing, a terrible thing, a good point. Um, man, what is with the women in this? Film? Yeah, they're all they're all housewives. Jeez, they're all subservient. Literal servants. They, they, take, um, they take the only one who takes any agency is 
The succubus. The office model. <laughs> succubus. All of, all, love of, it. all of the rest of them just have That's things. a fine point. She's have the only one that's like, them. I'm a do my thing. Yeah. She is she is she is a she is taking control. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That sister is doing it for herself. Yep. All all the others. She's just like, yep, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna bet the, the boss. Linebacker thing of England. Yep. All the rest of them, you're absolutely right. And um I mean, Natalie Natalie is actually in a in a a specific power imbalanced relationship. One hundred percent. So she, she, her her actions are defined by by her position, and you get the sense from what you know about her that if it was any other way, she would be all over that. She would be tapping that. Q um, Grant. Q Grant. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, like She'd be chasing it down. She's a she's a she's. Uh, you get the sense that she is a strong woman who is bound by circumstance, but mm. she she would be out there. Well, she's writing, you know, subtle things. Oh, that's, that's, that's true. She does write. She does write the. She writes the card. Truth be told, um, I'm, I'm I'm yours or something. Yeah. I can't remember the wording, but, but yeah, it's she's she's spelling it by, out. By and large, it's, it's not a great film. And they fat shame her. They fat shame her several times. They talk about her sizable ass, and her father calls her plumpy. Um, and like she is not a fat woman. No, she is all woman. No, but Hugh Hugh contradicts that. <clears throat> yeah, he's something. like, oh. Some people mention it in his presence. He's, oh, are we saying, oh, yeah, she's oh, got a sizable, sizable arm. Are we calling it? Yeah. Oh, I think this is, yeah, you're right. But it's kind of weird that she is ostracized out like that at least twice in the film by other characters. Yeah. One woman. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, not a, it's not a great one for, for male, female equality. Uh, equality. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they should have done that the other way around. Maybe it should have been Hugh Grant's the uh, very attractive tea man <laughs> who brings the uh, cookies. I th- yeah, I think and Natalie is the prime minister. I'd watch that movie. I think there's lots of stuff you could do the other way around. I think you could. Do you think it's a victim of its time though? Like this is 2003. Um, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a while ago now. Damn near yeah. 15 years. So. Yeah, and it's it's and you got to you got to situate it as well. That the, the just the opening kind of premise that. The general wisdom is that the world love is, is all, the world is about hatred and greed, but in fact, love is actually all love actually is all around. Like, I, I don't see that general opinion as, as a particularly general opinion that the world is the world is based solely on hatred and greed. <laughs> but but then I, I guess that's yeah, it's two thousand and three. Um, just, we've yeah, just gone back into the into Iraq war, right. for the second time, back for and more money. Enron and yeah, yeah, like it's a terrible time. So, I think yeah, we had a, a financial time. meltdown of type, of, yeah. of sorts. Um, so I guess you can look back and go, yeah, all right, take that. You can. I'll give you that kind of cynical uh, premise on which to contradict. Yeah, and to have to, just like a, a to whimsical f- to formulate the formulate the premise of the movie, but. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you can you can forgive some of those. Some of the, I don't know if you can forgive Kira Knightley's character. She is. She should be totally punching him in the face and calling the cops. Yeah. Um, that's not on. And yeah. the, I think I would be okay to, to if, go to go out and go out and kiss him and think. Yeah, and then, and then skip back to and your then just skip husband. back. You know, think, oh, oh, it's all good now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sort of. No, that's glad I glad I took care she's, of that. She's she's either one hundred percent into that, and she's she's about that. And she she's like, oh, actually, I could do I could do some Andrew Lincoln. I'm into that. Yeah, and and that's an affair. So by Boxing Day, that's a problem. And, uh, <laughs> or or um, by Boxing Day, it's a problem because he's back, and and yeah. now they can't get rid of him. So yeah, yeah like 
what happens there we don't know oh, we see him at the very end and it kind of the, the end the end of this is a year later um we're at the airport where the movie opens yeah um and christmas is all around us is 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 playing or, or building up so that we're getting that um that song again um and he's there and ah uh, he's the, the he three meets... of them are there and they're greeting colin firth yeah they're having an affair, and she, and she makes a she makes Aurelia makes a crack about how handsome all of Colin, Colin Firth's friends are. Perhaps she picked the wrong Englishman, English friends are, and yeah. then he he's he you know oh she doesn't speak very good English after all. Yeah, but. she's not really making she's not really making herself clear. <laughs> well, she's got he's got the easy job right because they've clearly moved back to England to his fancy flat. Yeah, and um, that he's taken with the split up from Sienna Gilroy, his wife in the opening yeah. shot. Where that means. His brother. Ah, oh, so his brother. Oh, no, no, no. Colin Firth isn't related to the rest of them. Sorry, carry yeah. on. Um, yeah, so Colin Firth's character opens up by discovering his wife is actually sleeping with his brother because um, he's at the funeral for Liam Neeson's character. Yeah, um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so that's all the characters intersect and, and yeah, I, I we get a, a last frame cameo from um, Denise Richards. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, so many things wrong with this movie, but I don't know how you fix any of them without making it a different movie. And I, I think you, you just, there's, it's a, it's just a mindset that you've got to come in and say, I'm going to choose to see that as romantic and not creepy. And yeah, and it's, to, it's, it's almost a, it's almost a watershed because it's yeah the time when the time when people started to look at look at things that in the eighties and nineties were just. That was romantic as long as you were handsome enough. So have you and seen? Suddenly, the... you could start seeing this stuff and calling it out. And yeah, go, if that dude was ugly, this would be a problem. He would be in jail. Yeah, have you seen the movie um, Conspiracy Theory with um, Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson oh, and Jesus, taking me back. Yeah, I did. yeah, um, um, and Julia Roberts um, and yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart is in it as yeah. well. Um, part of the premise of that film is that um, Mel Gibson is stalking. Um, Julia Roberts and a large part of the opening of that film is him literally sat in a taxi cab with binoculars watching her on a treadmill in her apartment and um, that is a, a point in the film later where he is able to talk about how she, the photo of her father is behind her and he is running she is running away from her dead father at some mm. point and that's that's a point and he as the film progresses it is it is it becomes more and more apparent that he is full on 100% stalking her going through her rubbish um, he knows her routine he knows her yeah. itinerary he is um, he is very very creepy in that film and um, it turns out later he's a, an MK Ultra uh, experimentee and there's actually a conspiracy at play with Sir Patrick Stewart yeah. you know running it but I remember watching that at the time and so that I think that's so the like 90 yeah 6 97 and even at the time, I remember watching that at the time, and the reaction because at the time Mel Gibson was still a huge Hollywood heartthrob, yeah, Braveheart. Um, Braveheart. You know, yeah. he was peak Mel Gibson, yeah. um, and all of the racist, crazy stereotypes had had yet to really broach themselves. But I, at the time, remember discussing with somebody about how if that was anybody else, if that was anyone that wasn't Mel Gibson, no one would find that endearing or attractive because there were at least in my mind's eye um, casting back there were women that were like I wish Mel Gibson would stalk me and um, and it's like I bet you don't feel that way now yeah. um, but like the 
Chris Brown. Yeah. Um, um, But, yeah, if that was anybody else, that's that Hollywood conceit, though. Like, stalking's okay if... um, if you're gorgeous, yeah. If you're if you're very attractive, people are into stalking. Well, then, it, well, then, it, but that's yeah. It's a it's not stalking then. It's romance. It's romantic, yeah. Um, and there's a film called Swim Fan, which flips that on its head with a um. Oh, oh, there was that Drew Barrymore one. I can't remember the name of it, but she plays a a young seductress and she um seduces Tom Skerritt, an, an older man, and mm. she's she's a dangerous piece of work and um uh i can't remember the name of that film but that that uh, around that was around that time i think that was early mid 90s Mm. and um but that's kind of at that time where it's like flipping a little bit where it's like it can be the other way around and it's not okay single white females around that time yeah but that's a really good film early 90s yeah Yeah, that's a that's neo-noir that's that's a superior film um a little yeah but that 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 poses the stalking as a as a bad thing but yeah it's not uncommon in hollywood at that time and to have these characters who by persistence win the object of their affection yeah because yeah. that's romance that's that's, that's romance, romance right and that's, you know and that's a, that's a film as well where you've got to overcome adversity yeah and, and the romance, and the adversity, the adversity is has... the person doesn't like you <laughs> <laughs> and by hook or by crook by yeah. by drug or by drink you win them over you overcome them you overcome them through 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 perseverance and chemistry um and not of the personal chemistry kind yeah by proving your devotion by drugging them usually (laughs) but it's wrong and this character i I don't know i would be i I would be willing to forgive that scene if she doesn't then follow him into the street and then there's a shot of her closing the door and turning around to camera and looking a little green around the gills and in, and if that's how that ends and then yeah. he he goes off and we never see him again and yeah. we get it we hear later that he moved to you know south so america but specifically that she she goes out and she gives him a kiss it's the going out and giving him a kiss part that really that really just does not strike for me at uh, maybe for other people maybe maybe people think we're silly for even feeling this way but um i, I that's the part that really that's wrong she needs to she needs to clearly say um i do not reciprocate these these feelings and this is a boundary that you can't come back from or show that in some fashion but but what i'm really upset about is he's only ever been mean to her why i know why is she reciprocating like i I get that it was kind of cute like he's gone to the trouble, kick, kick him but in the balls. <laughs> that, that's this is moments away from him chloroforming her and and tying them up and playing some saw esque game in their lounge room. Like, tell me how much you love me, <laughs> or him pulling out his bad Southern American accent, Carl, Carl. <laughs> but yeah, oh god. All right, we've ripped on this movie enough. Um... Have we though? <laughs> We should call it. Thank you. Um, so I think we think this is verging on great. Oh, I think you, it succeeds. It, a, it does everything by the by the measure that a film is great if it does what it sets out sets to do. Out to do. Um, it's that's, very that's, successful. That's measure, that's it stood the, the test of time. Um, people yeah. still watch it today. Yeah. I am forced to watch it annually around Christmas. My wife is not convinced it is Christmas until she watches one of the three. I count three separate copies of this film she owns 
<laughs> but yeah, I think this is verging on greatness. Yeah. Um, I don't so, know if it'll stand the test of time, but uh, thanks for listening. If you <laughs> can think of, uh, if you got anything you want to say to us, to Craig, to me, <laughs> about stalking or love, actually, um, actually, if you think you actually have a stalker, I suggest you contact the authorities. Yep. Um, that is a very serious yeah. crime. Good advice. Uh, yeah, um, contact someone. Tell um, someone. Do not um, contact us on Twitter. At no, Virgin on greatness NZ. We can't help you. Um, if you've got a movie that you think is Virgin on Greatness that you want to uh, hear Recommend, us, yeah. You want to hear us talk about and figure out what would make it great or whether it is in fact wallowing in mediocrity. Um, Hit us up. Let us know. Yeah. All right. Love to hear your feedback. Well, I've been Craig and... I'm Mike. And we're saying goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.